guys! Welcome back to Less Panic, More Peace. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm very excited for this episode because I'm going to be speaking to a girl who's a freshman in college who also happens to have severe allergies. She has almost 80k followers on TikTok and is known as the EpiPen Queen, where she participates in trends where she can advocate awareness. I think it's really cool we have her on the show today and it's great we could talk to her from bullying to insane stories to real life situations. Without further ado, I introduce to you all Abby Clausen. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Great. Thank you very much. So um, uh, just to start, how many allergies do you have? Like, and what's the uh, okay. of it? So I have seven anaphylactic allergies um, and probably about like 13 like allergies in total. Like not all of them are anaphylactic, but seven are. So, so what, what are they about? It? Peanuts? Stuff like- so my anaphylactic ones is soy, peanuts, tree nuts, eggs, um, cats, horses, and kiwi. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. That's, that's a lot of allergies you have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> so you have about 80,000 people, almost 80,000 people on TikTok um, who want to hear what you have to say. And they want to educate themselves and be part of a change, which is really amazing. So did you gain that many followers because of that allergy theme you kind of went into or did some other video blow up? What's that about? It was all pretty much any video that I had that blew up was allergy based videos. Like I did a video of an anaphylaxis I had and then the EpiPen video somehow blew up. And then after that, it just kept spiraling because in the past like four months, I got 60,000 followers Wow, that's that's so cool. I mean, like I I did find your TikTok. Like the one was like almost one million likes, and it was the one like day I don't know sixteen teaching everyone <laughs> how to use an EpiPen. Um, I don't know what, what what was that one. Um, they're all basically the same premise. I just go over the same thing, but it's all educating on how to use an EpiPen properly. Okay, so for people who don't know and who are new to this allergy life, how do you use an EpiPen properly? The easiest way I can explain it is that there's a blue cap on the top, so blue to the sky, and then the orange bottom of the EpiPen, orange to the outer thigh, and then you hold for like three to ten seconds. You can like vary, but at least three, no more than ten. Okay, interesting. Do you have an overwhelming amount of positive feedback on what you do? Because I know for me on TikTok, when I look at them, there's a lot of people who um, say like really weird and like kind of really mean memes on TikTok that basically include a lot from like, oh yeah, these kids shouldn't even be a thing. I thought, who has peanut allergies in 2020? These people ruined um, our uh, school for me, for snacks. I couldn't eat all these things. So do you have a lot of that on your page? Um, It depends on the video. Most of the EpiPen videos, it's just a lot of positive feedback and people are like, yeah, keep the awareness going. And then on like if I do it about a personal experience with my allergies that's when the hate comes in like that's when they're like okay well you have a peanut allergy you kind of deserved it like stuff like that oh my goodness so have you actually been bullied though like for real like not even on like cyberbullying like have you actually been bullied so I had to leave public school in seventh grade because it became a hazard for me to go to school because kids wanted to throw peanuts at me or throw things I was allergic to at me. So I did the rest of my schooling online. Oh my gosh. And when did because this of it. begin? 
Um, the bullying started probably in like sixth grade when we got into middle school because apparently that was the time to do that. And then it just be- became more aggressive and aggressive to the point I couldn't take it and I was like scared to go to school. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people who are probably in that kind of age and they have like sixth grade, seventh grade, and they're dealing with that kind of stuff. And do you have a story you can tell and a meaning, like a story you can tell when you were bullied so they can kind of like, the people who are getting bullied about food allergies can relate? So in, yeah, I've got one. In sixth grade, I was at like the lunch table. And usually I sat at the end of the lunch table to like keep myself away from everybody else. This random kid that I had never talked to a day in my life comes and sits, like, two seats beside me. And I'm airborne to peanuts. So he, like, has a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I'm like, hey, I hate to be this person, but I'm going to have to, like, see if you could, like, move or something. Because I cannot be in the area of, the like, my allergen. And he was like, you can't breathe peanuts? And I was like, no, like, I'll go into anaphylactic shock, like... It won't be pretty. He did not care. He did not believe me. So he opened the bag right in my face. I was breaking out in hives. And then like a week later, went to the school police officer. It was not good. I left school early that day too. My mom was livid, like not a good day. <laughs> I um, I have never experienced that kind of thing. I mean, I am allergic to peanuts too, but I haven't experienced such a like severe, like people would actually... Ad- intently purposely hurt you for something like that and I don't know how I don't know why what goes through goes on in people's minds like this like I'm writing a um, kids book about food allergies and about mental health and food allergies so it's about how kids it's okay to have food allergies and I think that it's like the meaning behind it is like oh it's your superpower you can do whatever you want with it and the people who bully you obviously go through other stuff like we've always heard these bullying stories and you know these bullying awareness in school like oh don't bully these people who are bullying are really hurting inside things like that but um I really wonder what's going inside those people's minds when they're bullying somebody who's like this could cause death like it's insane to me it's Um, just like so many people are not educated about it definitely the main problem (laughs) exactly that's the main problem and I think that that's number one of priorities to educate other people who don't know a lot about it so did the bullying change you in any way though so like I think it's important to get deep into this conversation because some people who do things to themselves that they shouldn't or they can't help it because they're hurting inside so for people who are getting bullied because of their allergies what is one way one tip you can tell them for them to cope people who don't understand and they're not gonna take into consideration your allergy are not even worth keeping in your life it is life-threatening so you don't need to worry if someone's gonna tell you that it's okay for you to eat something you're allergic to or be around something that you're allergic to they're not worth the time or hassle did you ever miss your friends or just miss those those people who actually helped you because you were in like online school you know so did you miss your friends um so I had moved the year I started online school so I didn't really get a chance to make new friends and like this year was the first year that I actually got like a group of friends and they're all very considerate and like thoughtful about my allergies like they go out of their way for me to be safe 
Yeah, that's great. It's always great to have those friends who are just like there for you. They know you're allergic and they're just like, okay, you're allergic to this, right? Let me just go double check. And it's like always so comforting. Like, I feel like that's like one of the best feelings for someone who has a peanut allergy. I just always love how people or your friends or your family are just obviously your immediate family is like there for you, but like your friends who don't have to be and they are like super, super genuine about it. And it's just one of the best feelings in the world. So um, I'm glad that you have it. And also um, online school is great because of COVID for you, I guess, right now, because <laughs> you're used to it already. Exactly. I've, I've already been through the ringer. I can just keep going with online school. It's all right. <laughs> um, I actually saw one of your videos and there were about, um, I feel like it was a story about your food allergy experience when like one kid rubbed peanuts all over your chair. Can you tell me about, can you expand that? That was like so intriguing to me. So I had second period like science class and the first period kids like came out and one of the kids was just like hey Abby like they were like making jokes and like talking that they were gonna like rub stuff you're allergic to on your desk and I was like okay did they do it and he's like well I don't know if they did it but they were talking about it I was like okay great so I went to my desk and I was like okay looks clean I don't know what they did don't think they did anything I'll be okay put my arm down on the desk, like instant hives start breaking out. So they had rubs like peanut butter onto my desk and then like wiped it off, like wiped it clean. So it didn't look like there was anything, but like, cause peanut particles is what I call them. Um, were still there. Like my arm broke out and my teacher was like so upset by it. And then I had to go to the nurse, went to the ER got the EpiPen, did the whole shebang for that one, and then told the school about it. The school did not care. They they were like, mm, kids will be kids. Like, So you're, you're the people who did that didn't even feel bad at all. Like you had to take the EpiPen and God forbid something happened. They didn't feel bad at all. They didn't even apologize. Nope, they did not. And one of the girls that was behind it, um, posted it so the girl had posted it on her snapchat and was like lol who remembers this and like I split up and I was like oh I remember it like very vividly like As you thank should. you <laughs> and she was like she's like oh my god like I wonder who did that and I was like well you would be one of them so and she's like oh lol like it wasn't like that and I was like it, it it was to me, but okay. Oh my gosh. So you just kind of, did you ever think of like actually confronting her in school and just saying like, that was not cool. You shouldn't have done that. I could have died. I expressed it like to the class as a whole, because I didn't want to call people out. And I very much just wanted to like take the higher ground on this and use it more as a teaching experience than like call anybody out or make somebody feel bad. When like at the end of the day, just a lot of kids don't actually understand the severity of it yeah so I mean that's that's very mature of you to do I mean I would be like going up to her and like hey you shouldn't have done that you know it was not cool of you um but yeah that was very mature of you to do that and I think it's actually very necessary I feel like people learn better by just like kind of standing and like watching oh shoot that did not go as planned. I thought it was going to be just a joke. And obviously they don't understand it. So we can't really blame them. What are some common myths about 
people who have food allergies do you know? So like, I know for me, some people say like, oh, you should have Benadryl afterwards, or you don't have to take the EpiPen, things like that. So what are some common myths that you've heard on maybe even like TikTok on like your comments? I know you have like a plethora of comments. So what are some of those? Um, one person put a whole paragraph on how you don't have to call 911 after injecting yourself with an EpiPen. I was like, nope, that's just so not true. Please seek medical attention. Because <laughs> um, yeah. your heart could like go out of beat and all sorts of stuff. So it's definitely important to get medical attention after administering the EpiPen. A lot of people love to like do gluten-free as like an allergy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like they too. just instantly compare the two. And I'm like, whoa, not the same. Like I go to a restaurant, yes, for the allergy menu. They're like, we have a gluten-free menu. They are not the same whatsoever. We're lactose <laughs> like, intolerant. Like, um <laughs> Right. Like that's it gives your body like an upset feeling most that's of the time. That's an allergy. <laughs> yeah, and it's not usually life-threatening. Yeah, you can die from it, but it's okay. You can say that because they don't know. They don't know. So can't really blame them. I want to go back to that kind of bullying kind of thing because I think it's really, really important to talk about. And it's just horrible that you had to go through that. And I feel like if we keep on advocating and educating people, I think less, I don't think it's going to stop because people are just that way. But I think that it can make it less of a chance for people to actually hurt somebody and potentially, you know, die. So I know um, even like, even if we're not even at school, there's a lot of cyberbullying going on, even like not even regards to allergies, there's a lot of hate going on. And I think it's really necessary to talk about because they think that they could be funny, but it actually hurts somebody and um, it could ruin their self-confidence maybe. maybe. So do you see this on TikTok and them writing mean things about other people? Yes and no. I feel like it's very diverse when it comes to that on TikTok. Because some people can be so supportive and then the people who are hateful towards it just go so hard, too. They take it to the fullest extreme level that they can. I'm a firm believer in not responding to hate comments. You're just, you're giving them what they want. Yeah, exactly. I don't do that. And honestly, if I hate my comments enough, I'll just straight up delete it. If it's a bad comment, there's no reason for it to stay on my page. And I think a lot of people could benefit from just deleting their hate comments too. Yeah. What's the worst one you've ever received? I, I, I know it's hard to think of on your top of your head maybe, but what's the worst one? Um, someone told me <laughs> that, this is not funny, but I have to laugh about it to be okay with it, <laughs> um, <laughs> that I should just start stabbing myself with the EpiPen and just, you know, see what happens. Like, Natural, natural selection is what they natural told me. Natural selection. Oh my God. That's and I was like, mean. that's not okay. So I just, I straight up deleted that comment. I As could not should. deal with that one. As you should. That, that was great. Oh my God. That's horrible. People are just so mean. I can't believe that actually happens. Like I, I hear it, about it, but it's just like. Uh, it's wild that somebody has like the mindset to be able to comment that too to me. That yeah, blows it my must mind. be hurting inside a lot. <laughs> it's insane. I want to move to this segment I do. It's called the fast five questions. And it's basically like Ellen's burning questions or um, the 70 
23 questions on Vogue. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, yep. um, <laughs> but I'm just going to do fast five questions. And it's basically short questions that you're just going to do as, like, as fast as you can. And okay. it's basically going to be really beneficial. It's like simple questions, simple questions with simple answers. Okay. Uh, gotcha. so let's get into it. You ready? Yeah. All right, cool. All right. So what is one tip that you can give to people when going through an allergic reaction? Um, stay calm because the calmer you are, the better it's going to be for you and the less pain you'll feel. And how do you stay calm? I personally just have to like keep an eye out on my breathing and just usually my mom's there to calm me down for the most part. So that's my way of doing it, having good support. Awesome. Perfect answer. So how do you make it clear to the waiter or waitress about your food allergies? Oh, I am such a rude person about it I feel like I feel like it comes off that I'm very rude but I make it known it's severe that I have allergies and I'm not trying to die at a restaurant yeah actually I just want to like share this really quick story because um this happened like last weekend I was out to Cheesecake Factory with my friends just two of my friends and they were um and I was we were ordering food and we had masks on and everything right so I wanted to like make sure it came across clear and I wanted to tell him I told the waiter I was like make sure there's no food uh, make sure there's no nuts in this food because otherwise I can literally die please please don't put any nuts and I literally said that like I could die I can die from it please don't do that and after that my friends were like you were so loud I was like oh oops I mean and then my friend was like yeah it's necessary to be loud though so they do understand but I just felt like weird saying like I was like super loud about it and everything so um just kind of just to say the worst thing that can happen and hopefully they won't put any any yeah <laughs> in your thing so okay that was not fast um safe restaurants or fast food places to go if people are on the go? I personally don't do fast food because I have a soy allergy. So it's like completely off the list for me. Um, restaurants I do at, eat at though is like Olive Garden, um, Outback, and Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory is usually a pretty good one. Yeah, it's pretty good with allergies. Um, so what is one tip you can give to people who have friends friends with allergies so what should they think about like if you were like a friend and you had a, your friend who had an allergy what would you think about in their perspective um to be considerate of your friend's allergy and make sure you go the extra mile to make the other person feel safe yeah and are there any different types of EpiPens when you use them there's three types of EpiPens that I have done my research on I personally have both the EpiPen brand EpiPens and the um AviQ auto injectors and then there's the generic brand EpiPens okay and they all work the same right for people primarily it's the same concept you move um a cap off and place to the thigh same thing across the board the shapes and colors are just different Okay, cool. And that was the fast five questions. You survived. Very good. <laughs> um, so since you're in college, I want to kind of move to the adult, kind of young adult life about food allergies, um, kind of stepping away from the kid, like kind of bullying part. So how was the transition from being your own person and not and kind of being dependent from your, fr your parents in high school? So how was going off in your own? Um, you know, it's definitely different. Um, I mean, I've always been a self-advocate. That's what you have to be, like, from a young age when you have allergies. So 
in college though people are definitely a lot more understanding about it because everybody's in a better mindset i guess and like can realize that hey maybe this is a problem um i personally have had pretty good experiences so far i feel like once you get older it definitely gets better with it yeah so what do you eat like just like i know there's like busy with like studying and hanging out with friends like kind of managing all of that so like how do you do you just make your own food did you learn how to cook I, I've, I've always known how to cook. I know, like, my quick little easy, safe meals that I go to. Like, usually mine's, like, potatoes and chicken. Stunning. Chicken nuggets. Love them. <laughs> um, I'm pretty good with, like, there's these chips called, like, popcorners. There's only, like, four ingredients in them. But they're the best chips I've ever had. And I, I munch them. on them. They're so good. They're insanely good. Like, I love them. Oh, my goodness. So it must, it's like, I know you have, so you have chicken nuggets, you have um, those, like, chip popcorns, like, stuff like that. Um, But have you ever experienced, like, okay, I, I kind of, I ask this question all of my episodes, and it's like, you go to the party, and you, you meet a guy, and you maybe, like, they're leaning in for a kiss and what is that initial moment for you I I talked I talked to a lot of people about this question and it's always different people like I talked to parents about this question I talked to like young like like 15 year olds about this question so like how are like a young adult I want to hear your perspective on that how would you go personally um I I do have a boyfriend who also has peanut allergies that's a big big plus in my book um (laughs) but before even that, I will straight up before they want to hold my hand, lean in for a kiss, anything. I'm like, so what did you eat today? <laughs> like, and they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, that's great. So go brush your teeth and then we can continue. Wash your hands too. And then we'll go from there. Like, thank you. Yeah, that's that's a great way to go about it. I know a lot of people are like, oh yeah, let's just, um, let's, I'm just going to say like, oh, did you eat peanuts that day or they kind of use a funny way to say it like hey you didn't eat anything like I'm allergic to nuts like they say like funny way to say it so it wouldn't be awkward obviously it's gonna be I feel like it's gonna be awkward when in doubt it like ruin the whole entire mood but it's just very necessary to do it because they're like weird questions to ask people but it's like a big thing if you actually accidentally kiss someone who had like your allergen Right, and that's not a fun anaphylaxis to have either. <laughs> no. Explain. I went in for a smooch and it didn't go well. That like was so awkward. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm actually curious about this next question. So I know a lot of people who are dealing with this, but um, have you ever been? This is going to be a little bit more deep than like the other one was just a little more comedic. But um, have you ever just like not wanted to eat food, or are you just like scared of eating something? Like, did that even result in like an eating disorder? So um, as I've gone through it, because I have seen both like an eating disorder um, therapist and then the therapist I see now is specifically for food allergies. I think that. Um, having anaphylaxis and stuff like that, um, it definitely definitely can mimic a lot of eating disorder things. I completely stopped eating. I had many times that, and now I just, I usually have a pretty chronic fear of eating. Um, but more or less when it's dealing with food allergies, it becomes more of like an OCD thing that more than anything, because you're so like on edge all the time. Like, could this kill me? Could this kill me? That I just, it mimics being an eating disorder 
But at the end of the day, like, it's more like health behavioral stuff than it is like saying like, oh, it's anorexia because that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. So for people who are actually dealing with that, what was like, I know you saw like a therapist or anything, but what was your, how did your mindset change? Like, what did you just kind of keep on telling yourself um, that can help other people? Um, For like the first year of it, my therapist had like kept telling me she was going to send me to inpatient because I wouldn't eat. And then I would get to a point where I would eat and she would still want to send me to inpatient. And she didn't understand that I had a fear of food and it wasn't that like I wanted to be skinny, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know it. You're frozen again. Oh my gosh. Okay. You're good now. You just okay. said impatient. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, threatened to send me to impatient because I wouldn't eat, which when you have food allergies too, like, you're going to go to impatient and, like, what are they going to feed you there so that you, like, is, you're going to feel comfortable with? So, impatient is basically when you get to, like, a certain point where it seems like, you know, you're not eating. You go to a place and they set up, like, meals and you stay there and – they go through like daily, like you have to drink a certain amount of water. They have to weigh you. You can't eat certain things and they just put you on a strict meal plan and to necessarily get you to a healthier. Oh my goodness. Like mindset, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Wasn't for me because again, I had a fear of food more than anything here. Yeah. So you just, so you weren't, you just didn't want to, I don't think it's like, I feel like some people would say like, oh yeah, you have an eating disorder. Just like eat the food. But I think it's just more than that. It's like so mentally challenging. And I think that I feel like people don't understand it from an outside point of view. Like I personally, I don't understand it as well because I'm not going through that, but I feel like people who are, do are going through that need some sympathy and they need people who are like, Hey, like, that's okay. If you can't eat, let's just try to fix it. I want to say, so like, how did you come from, do you still have that kind of fear of food or did you have the, I, it, for me, it comes and goes. Um, Normally, it's more about the time of year, I feel like, for me. So, like, the holiday season, I don't want to be the reason to ruin Christmas or Thanksgiving. So, it definitely acts up a lot more. And I become more fearful of a lot of things. But luckily, I've got um, pretty good support now. I've got people to reassure me a lot more than I did. That, like, you know, eating a meal it's going to go good. Like, it's not always going to kill you. You're okay. Like, sometimes you just got to you gotta go through it. You got to eat it. And guess what? When nothing happens, you feel so good afterwards, too. Cause you just got, like, such a great meal. Yeah. And no consequences. Like, perfect. Yeah, I think that there are also different kinds of severities for it. Like, I know, like, for me, when I eat or, like, when I go out and eat some food, um, maybe Thai food or something, for example, it has a lot of nuts in it and I'm not just nuts and. I know that, oh shoot, maybe I should just stick to one thing. So I feel like it's not an eating disorder per se, but it is a fear of like, oh, 
maybe I shouldn't eat this. Thank you for sharing that because that must be like hard. Like so it's a very deep topic and um, I'm sure a lot of people would benefit from that. So thank you. And do you have, um, just to wrap it up, like do you have a story you can tell um, the audience about maybe something didn't work well and it went from less panic to more peace, kind of the whole theme of the podcast. Do you have one of those stories that you can share about something that actually, you know, you learned something from that experience? So when I was like younger, my dad didn't really believe my allergies could be like so severe. So one day he had eaten stuff that I was allergic to and he kissed me on the cheek and my face broke out in hives. So that, a essentially showed me that because this was when I was like younger too that it can be really severe and I didn't even know the severity level that like somebody could kiss me and it would go bad um but I didn't have to go to the hospital for that I had Benadryl we were all cool afterwards but that's definitely something that like helped me realize that I have to be more like mindful of like what's going around me and what other people are eating before I like talk to them or interact with them yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense I know that like my sister had a she was like two at the time and she ate eggs and her lips turned blue like she was allergic to eggs and it's like turned insanely blue and we didn't know that she had an allergy at that time so um my parents were like freaking out we went to the ambulance she was like her throat was closing up she had rashes all over so it was the most insane moment in her life probably in my life and everybody's life around her like my parents probably remember that like it was yesterday because it was such a scary moment and I know a lot of people don't understand like some people who don't have allergies they don't understand it so it's not like they can sympathize with that but it was it really showed us like wow like a lot of people who are dealing with that can get insanely panicky and it's it's good to remain peaceful but it's also really hard like if you're if you're it is it's hard it's It's not something easy to do you but it should be a goal something to keep in mind exactly it's like when if you're if your child or if your sibling is is having an allergic reaction and the throat is closing up. I don't think that you'd be peaceful at the moment. Um, so it's, it's really hard to find that inner peace when dealing with it, but it's like, you kind of keep breathing, keep saying it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's if you, I think that in order to find peace, you have to be educated, right? When you know what to do, then I feel like that's peaceful. Like the first experiences are always going to be rough. You're not going to be peaceful, but I guess, and then, you know, in the after experiences, you kind of get the hang of like, okay, I know how to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. So it's more of like a flowy process. I don't want to say flowy. It's also very panicky, but it is, it is going to be okay at the end. And that's why education is the most important thing. Um, So thank you for sharing. That was really good. So to kind of wrap it up at the end, I do this segment it's called words of wisdom and it's basically a lot of all my interview uh, interviewers I basically just ask them what is one thing that the audience can take away from this what's the big takeaway of the uh, episodes like what is one advice you can give I know it might be hard to think up on the top of your head but what is one advice you can give to the audience probably that like it's it's not something made up and that it is something that can kill you the severity has to be taken into account to make sure others are safe 
because I think it's like it's gone up really I think it's like one in ten children now have anaphylactic allergies so it's something we should all be mindful of because it is common but it's just not talked about yeah so like it it, it's a very common thing but just I feel it completely gets pushed under the rug and that's why we need to like bring more light and attention to it Awesome advice. Thank you so much for sharing what you shared. I know um, all your stories that you shared, I know a lot of people can benefit from that. And there's just this big takeaway from this episode. Of course. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to Less Panic, More Peace. There are episodes every week, so make sure to tune in. Peace out.